Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to our final, final episode of the Polizioteschi season. In this episode, Rod and I will attempt to rank the 10 films that we have watched in this season uh, in our order of preference. And so I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea. We'll see. Maybe it won't be a good <laughs> idea. We'll never do it again. But I thought it was, I mean, I, I kind of wish we'd done this with the space season. Oh, um, that would have been, yeah, you're right. That would have been fun. Yeah. We could we we could do so, a retrospective episode and, and, and yeah plug we it could in always later. go back and yeah review that but um so anyway so that's why I thought we'd just have a go to we've we've watched a, a, an interesting range of films of uh, varying quality I didn't just pick the ten most loved or the ten best or the ten most famous films so there's a, quite a, a mix um, a mixed bag of films so let's see what we can do uh, but Rod I would like you to to go first if you like and just tell us your um, what you've got for your top 10 and then I'll tell you mine and we'll see if we are in agreement. Okay. Um, should, uh, should I go in uh, order? I'll go, I'll go from uh, favorite to least favorite of the 10. How's that? Oh, okay. Why not? And then I'll do mine the other way around just to keep things interesting. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see how close we are here. This is, this is interesting. So okay. of, of the 10 films, um, I have to say that I think that there are four or five of them that are unassailable classics that I think that are just excellent examples of not just the genre, but I think they're just fantastic films. And so those are the ones that were kind of jockeying for different slots in the, the, the top five, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so um, and I have to say the first two slots were difficult, and that's why I kind of wanted to start there, which is uh, I, I, I've got I've to gotta hand it to the first film we covered, Milano Caliber 9. Um, that's my, I think that is the best of the 10 that we've covered. I think it's an exceptional film on every level. Uh, it is exactly what I want from a film of this type without being sleazy. You know, if you want to add the sleaze, there are different films that we've covered that kind of 
include yeah. that aspect of it. <laughs> we definitely weren't lacking in sleaze in this season. No, no, not at all. But I think that it's uh, <laughs> Milano caliber, uh, Milano caliber nine, and I would actually say that the, um, the 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 first four or five films, in my opinion, on this list uh, in quality, I think, are excellent films that almost any open-minded fil- uh, film watcher would be able to enjoy regardless of what they thought of the genre overall yeah so milano caliber nine um was jockeying for a first or second place with uh rabid dogs the mario bava crime film uh a movie so good that even the things that they weren't able to film and therefore weren't able to be put in the movie actually make the movie better in my opinion uh yeah i think rabid dogs is an exceptional movie i've i've been in love with it for over two decades uh, and i think it's just uh, an incredible movie that um it, it, the 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 intensity and the uh the the whipsaw uh changes in the third act they're they're, they're extraordinarily well done i think it's an exceptional mm-hmm. movie number three yes what have they done to your daughter i think is an incredible film of course there is the argument back and forth about whether it's uh a police procedural or whether it's a giallo i think it's both and mm. i think it's a good melding of the two types of films and i think it's a great example yeah. of either one or even i mean it's even like a sort of proto slasher isn't it if you want to use that slightly if, yeah you, you, you could you could see it that way it's very true yeah. uh number four this is where it gets more difficult to kind of suss out why i'm 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 choosing what i'm choosing but I'm, with number four i have to go with revolver another just incredibly impressive film excellent lead performances solid across the board just a very, very, very strong movie. Uh, number five, this is where we start getting into personal taste, in my opinion, where it's not, it's more, it's not a question of the, the qualities of the filmmaking. It's more a question of what do you enjoy more personally. And so uh, I have to go. Uh, number five for me is a free hand for a tough cop, which I just think is incredibly entertaining. Yeah, that's the one that starts with the Western Mm-hmm. And you think you're watching the wrong film, right? That's the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that is it's, it's just it's a it's 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 a great a great a great little movie. I just yeah. think it's fantastic. It's good, um, really good sort of chemistry between the two of them. Very, yeah, very it's, true. Uh, Claud- Claudio Claudio Casanelli, isn't it, and Thomas Milian, and they they make a good double act. <laughs> yep. Um, number six for me would be uh, Young, Violent, and Dangerous. Uh, I've been mm. impressed with this film uh, for years. Uh, it is a dark, grim film, but there is so much going on that's unspoken in the movie that it kind of elevates it above uh, just being a kind of brutal exploitation film, although it's very easy. It could be very easy to just see it that way. But Young, Violent, and Dangerous, yeah. I think, is fantastic. I, I really feel, for me, that was a sort of discovery mm-hmm. this season because it's not a film I was familiar with at all. But uh it's great yeah yeah it it, it, really, it, it really surprise yeah. um number uh seven for me would be um savage three uh i think uh it's a great example of those types of films uh, we've got a couple of examples of the type of film i'm talking about where it's the the italian it's the italian navel gazing it's the uh the filmmakers either ripping from the headlines some from some um horrible factual criminal things that are going on at the time in the 70s there in the home country and kind of projecting them up on the screen or uh even 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 better than that it's it's kind of a uh, uh can be seen as kind of a broad more generalized look at the kind of disaffected youth of the period and how uh even the the the, the quote-unquote younger set that are 
being slightly successful or maybe even really successful within uh, the structure society has set up can feel that it's not what they want and therefore kind of push against it in, in horrible, violent ways. Yeah. Number eight. Now we start to get into the movies where I think the, that there's a lot of great stuff in them, but I, because I don't think any of the movies we covered this, this time around at all, I don't think any of them were bad. No. But I think we start getting into the to the position of having to to choose between the ones uh, where you're you're enumerating the things that don't work as well as you might hope that they would. Uh, so for for number eight, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Magnum Cop, the movie mm-hmm. we just we covered most recently because mm-hmm. I think that it works it works better than some of the uh, some of the uh, others. Uh, and then uh, uh, I'm going to say number nine was Heroin Busters. Uh, because it's brilliant, 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 brilliant. It's a great film. It would actually be much higher if it wasn't for that bizarre tagged-on airplane coda, which, <laughs> which, which leaves the lingering taste of WTF. It really does. Yeah, it's a little bit odd. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to have it, such a perfect ending there in yeah. the movie and to, to keep going. But so. it's basically the Tom, the Tom Cruise um, Mission Impossible kind of model of filmmaking isn't it it's let's think of loads of cool sequences first and then we'll come up with a plot (laughs) afterwards and so hey you can fly a plane great let's have some scenes of you flying a plane and that's basically why they did it uh not because it actually was needed but yeah it's quite fun and then i of course that only leaves one film at the bottom of the list and i'm not saying it's a bad film by any stretch of the imagination but that would be blue movie blackmail so are you as much of a bastard as Professor Cliff? No, Inspector Cliff. I mean, he kind of got it wrong. Inspector, yes. Still, still quite a good film, but you yeah. know, just if I'm yeah. having to rate them, that one, that one comes in at the bottom. Interesting. Okay. Well, I've, uh, yeah, okay, interesting. Uh, we've got some similarities. Uh, one is exactly the same, and then some mm-hmm. are uh, opposite ends of the scale, pretty much. So that's... Uh, oh, wow, okay. Well, almost. Let me see. Okay, so... Well, I went with Revolver for my first one. And I've been trying to think why. Because like you said, they're all great. But I just think there's something about Oliver Reed's performance in that film that for me, maybe because like I've seen Thomas Millian and I've seen Claudio Casanelli and I've seen Maurizio Merli in so many films now, but I've only seen Oliver Reed in one of these. And he was just, <laughs> he was just tremendous. And that yeah. film keeps you guessing so much I, I honestly didn't know where it was going and there are some genuinely shocking things again like as we've said nobody's safe um, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, and you're right Reed is a wrecking ball yeah film. he's amazing it's great um, so that was for me was number one but that was it was a tight number one with my second film uh, which was Milan Caliber 9 which was obviously your mm-hmm. first film because that I mean, that film, I know it wasn't the first Poliziotesky, but in many ways it feels like it it kind of paved the way for the rush of films that came in the years afterwards. Because uh, it was very early in the cycle. It's like 1972, I want to say. Off the top of my head, yeah, 72. And, um, I think it's 72, yeah. Yeah, and obviously Fernando de Leo, who would go on to do so many of these great things. So, yeah, it is a great film. Um just really awesome in lots of ways my third film which is also your third film what have they done to your daughters it's such an impressive bleak horrible yet wildly entertaining film um 
I mean, for me, what have they done to your daughters gets right what I feel went wrong with Magnum Cop. <laughs> like, I think my, I understand. Yeah, I know Magnum Cop would have worked much better for me if it had had a similar tone to this one. But I suppose the point, the, the question would then be, well, what's the point in Magnum Cop? Because it's just the same as what have they done to your daughters? So I can, ex we talked about this in the last episode, I can understand why that one was so different. But but yeah, what have they done to your daughters is just mind-blowing, I think. There's a there's a scene in there when they walk into this house, they're looking at, in this apartment for some clues, and um, they, they get called to the bathroom. And so uh, he walks in, it's Casanelli, isn't it, in that one? And he walks in and uh, there's just blood absolutely everywhere, mm. up the walls, over the floor, like it's like the most blood-filled white tiled bathroom you've ever seen it's like something out of a video game um like i don't know like silent hill or resident evil or something it's like it is a brilliant visual shock moment that you're just not expecting at that point yeah. in the film yeah from for a film from the mid 70s i just i don't know are you i sort of because I, I first saw this film several years ago when I was only just starting to really get into Italian films. So that moment for me was a real kind of, oh my goodness, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. much more than I was expecting. And then, of course, there's also a bit where a guy gets his hand chopped off with a cleaver. So this is a film that doesn't hold back. Um, although if you watch, if you get hold of the American Blu-ray, you will discover in the deleted scenes this is a film that did hold back <laughs> because, oddly enough yeah <laughs> because they uh, they did shoot hardcore porn to include in this film <laughs> and then quite rightly decided it was already sleazy enough um that is a very interesting thing about the 70s is that they, they were they, something we we, did, we haven't discussed a whole lot of which is the idea that was something that was happening in the 1970s that sometimes crossed over into uh, into a uh, regular normal um, film is that there was a, a question really about how much the porn industry was going to influence because yeah. it, suddenly suddenly the, uh, the the illegality of it was no longer in question at least here in the states and then yeah. it, you know it had really never been particularly uh, illegal in different countries sometimes some of them in Europe and so the question of whether to put that kind of material into those films did become a question rather than uh, something that you literally could never do. And so there was that period in the 70s where you had porno chic going on, and it was, it yeah. was a question of, you know, are, is this going to be a straight film, or is this going to be a porno film, or is it going to s somehow combine the two of them? And that's a, that's a good example where you can actually see the stuff that they were intending to put in the movie and ended up not doing. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, particularly in Italy, they had... You know, I guess into the 80s and 90s very much celebrity porn stars um, mm -hmm. uh, what's his name is it Seafried Rocco I want to say who's a very famous Italian porn star he's had documentaries made about him he had his own reality show on Netflix which is kind of weird um, well, and I mean, he you also had you had at least one porn actress who ended yeah, up in, in government. government yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, Italy, I love it. 
Um, okay, <laughs> my fifth film. Actually, so I feel bad that this is... Uh, no, wait, well, number four. My fourth film is Blue Movie Blackmail. So this was your tenth film. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah, and I like this one, I think, because it's British, effectively. You know, it's it's a British film, basically. Yeah. It was shot by Italians, but they came to the UK. It's got British cast. One of the actors, and I mentioned this at the time when we did our episode on this, there's an actor who gets shot um, in the head while reading a newspaper, and he is the same actor that played a really scary character in Grange Hill, which was a very popular kids' show ran for years in the UK, and he was a teacher who was very frightening to a whole generation of school kids. And so to see a film where he gets shot in the head, it was pretty funny. And he's the same guy who went on to play Hitler in... Um, last crusade but so there's so there's a lot for me to i like a lot i like about blue movie blackmail that you pointed out as well at the time that there's a character from uh blake seven who turns up in there and all kinds of people like an actor oh yeah yeah the blake blake himself blake himself yeah yeah. so i've got a a bit of a soft spot for blue movie blackmail but i i will open oh and and don't get me wrong it's it's I think it's a good film. It's just if I if I'm yeah. having to rank it in this list. Oh yeah, sure. This is the problem with ranking and why people probably shouldn't do it. Um, the f- <laughs> which is why I feel really bad that Mario Barber is only at number five here. I've got Rabid Dogs at oh, five, yeah. and I really think Rabid Dogs is a masterpiece. So I feel bad putting it at number five. But that's you know it's not because I don't think it's as good as those other films. I think it's just if I had if you told me. I've got to watch all of these films again. This is the order I'd probably choose to watch them again, I suppose. Ah, okay, yeah. And I, I would I would have a better time, I think, watching some of these other films than Rapid Dogs, which well, is I have also... To say for me, this list... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, for me, this list is kind of a... What, what, how would I present this list of 10 films to somebody who's not seen any of them? Where oh, do you okay. start? I, and that's, yeah. that's how I would rank them as just sure. go down the list in this order, so... Yeah, no, that's a that's a good reason too. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I've got Freehand for a Tough Cop, which is fun. Uh, but I would also, I mean, I would put Freehand if I could put them on the same number. Then I would really, I I struggled between Freehand for a Tough Cop at number six or Heron Busters at number six. So I ended up with Heron mm, Busters okay. at seven because Heron Busters is great. But like you said, it's, it's phenomenal. It's, I mean, it's basically again. It, it is just a series of chases for most of the film. It's just one set piece after another, after another, after another, with a very thin plot holding it all together. Um, it almost feels like a film that was written by and directed by stunt people. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> basically, and most of the cast are actually stunt performers, um, but it is good. I really you know, enjoyed it. Then I've got a number eight, uh, Young, Violent and Dangerous, um, mm-hmm. which, as you said, it was just great. And I really did enjoy that film. And, and, and like I said, Thomas Millian, um, unrec- to me, unrecognizable because, you know, he's, he's very different in this. He looks totally different to his um, usual scruffy kind of slightly comedic um self and uh he's you know he's combed his hair different and anyway it's just great so i really love that one but yeah that is at number eight so then i've got number nine savage three which is a really yeah, interesting okay. movie but it's you wouldn't what you wouldn't say oh i feel like a fun 
um, exciting, action-packed evening this evening. I'm going to watch Savage Three. It's no. like I I almost I would almost argue against putting Savage Three in that Arrow box set. I don't know if it. Although I mean, it's a fair play to Arrow, it's called Years of Lead. It's not called These Are All Poliziotteschi Films. Because I'm not even sure I would I would really count <laughs> Savage 3 as a Poliziotteschi film. Um, it's much more of a... Like I can understand saying, It's that, like a yeah. serious, almost psychological study of young men struggling with their uh, masculinity and how Their they place in society and, and they just yeah. commit violence for no reason and but in terms of the sort of police side and the action side there's not a lot of that so that's why it's further down the list for me than it was for you um, mm. my final film is actually Magnum Cop hmm. okay I would put that at the end um, so because it, it's good it's good it is good but it does feel like they're recycling elements from other films that we've already watched. Plus, I oh, as, yeah. as I probably talked about too much on the previous episode, I do feel the comedy is misplaced, um, even though it's you know it is quite amusing in uh, in places. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I was going to say we should try and argue until we've got a definite top 10 between us but i feel that's probably impossible <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i think that that's also also pointless i mean there's no yeah. there's no good reason yeah no absolutely pointless i but i i agree with you I mean, on a real list if like you said that your reasoning is better than mine i was just going by what would i watch again first but i think the idea of introducing these films to people and if you were going to give somebody like a list of films that they had to watch to understand the genre then definitely Milan Caliber 9 belongs at the top so I will definitely give you that um, so yeah so I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one uh, what was your second one Rabbit Dogs yeah Rabbit Dogs yeah Rabbit Dogs yeah, I mean uh, but again is it because you don't really there's a brief moment where you see the police but then you're effectively just in the car with the criminals the whole time and I suppose this brings us down to what is the definition of a Poliziotteschi film in the first place because the the, the type the name Poliziotteschi basically means sort of police-ish and these are yeah. films that are somehow but we could also call them crime films or if it was German they'd be crimi films and crime mm -hmm. is perhaps a better definition than Poliziotteschi because they there is definitely crime in some of these films far more than there is police I mean even Milan Caliber 9, the police are barely involved. It's just gangsters sorting out their grief. Right. You know, it's, it's one gangster having beef with other gangsters. Um, so I suppose, yeah, although they're, they're technically called Poliziotteschi, they're not... It's a kind of a broad... I suppose it's a little bit like people arguing over what is a jallo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, and it, and it, it quickly gets pedantic. And, and yeah. yeah, your hair splitting after a certain point. And it's yeah. like, you know... It, it, that's why I'm kind of glad we included a movie where it's very clearly a melding of two separate genres that were huge at the time with uh, What Have They Done to Your Daughters, where it's, yeah. it, it can be called a giallo and it also can be called a police procedural. It doesn't really, and it doesn't really yeah. matter because no. those two genres can be melded, as that film does, very effectively, and it's, it's, a, it's an excellent movie. Yeah. So I suppose if we agree that Poliziotteschi can mean any kind of Italian crime film, 
Is it a crime drama, essentially, is what it boils down to. Regardless of whether there's any police action or not, then I suppose we're fine. Because even, yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Obviously, Savage 3, there is a policeman on their trail. But most Mm -hmm. of the time, we are with the, the bad guys. Revolver, he is a prison warden rather than a, right. a, a cop um magnum cop <laughs> magnum cop he's a detective film, yeah the film with no cop um <laughs> he's an ex-cop <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway but i mean as you pointed yeah. out i mean the the baba film i mean the police are non-existent in it which yeah. is the the accident they were they never got around to filming the you know police yeah. helicopter stuff and all the other things which is good like you inserted yeah, into as, the film like you said it makes it better it's much more claustrophobic to just focus on those mm-hmm. guys in that hot car uh, i mean oh can you imagine how horrible that was to film they were filming it in oh, midsummer Lord. midsummer just trapped in a car for days and days and days and days uh, having yeah. to remember lines and having to yeah. you know, go yeah, just <laughs> insanity yeah yeah but it is it paid off because they look sweaty they look irritable and all that feeds into the into the film so uh yeah it definitely belongs very close to the top of the list um but yeah i've really enjoyed well, i just wanted to compliment i wanted to compliment you on your on the choices here because oh, i think that um, i mean we weren't really i don't know that we were necessarily aiming for what we ended up with which is kind of a an interesting cross section that gives you an idea of the kinds of different flavors yeah. or types of these films that you can run across because I, I i think there's you know it can be easily argued that we didn't touch on some of the big ones and i don't think that was our intent to begin with yeah but i do think that it, it is a good cross-section um my my podcasting partner troy gwen joked as he was listening to these episodes he's like you know you could do like 50 of these right I know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. could instead of just limiting yourself to 10 this, this he's, he's his initial joke was oh you can you find 10 of those and it's like, yeah, the, yeah we can five you know we can find you know five yeah. dozen so this is this has been far more of a sampler um yeah it's important but you could have a polizioteski podcast and just do that for the rest of Easily. your podcasting career but and it, and, which is tempting but no um no I mean, <laughs> I, the selection was fairly random and i think i just counted up i think i'd only seen about half of these before so a good oh, half oh, yeah. of these were first time watches for me, um, which so it's, it's, it's been an in, interesting experience to to see some of these and, and so perhaps the way that it's come out, like you said, it wasn't intended to to have as broad a seat. You know, I could have accidentally picked a bunch of films that were all just police car chases, uh, and that was it. So it's yeah, been, I mean, so it's it's been a lucky outcome that we've had a really interesting broad look at the, the 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 sort of crime thriller in the way that we have well um, i think that yeah, is, as a fun. genre it's a very rewarding in general so i think that uh, not just because there is a lot of it i think there's a lot of high quality stuff within it as well so yeah it's it's a it's a good yeah. genre to to, to to dig into absolutely yes um and there, and as you said there are loads more out there so i hopefully by doing this, uh, we've we will have inspired people to look for other films and go and go and seek out some other movies. I just want to finish up with a little bit of feedback that we have received over the last couple Ooh. of episodes. I know. Please do write to us. We like it, uh, and leave us reviews and all that stuff. But if you want to contact us as well, you can. Um, 
So I did receive a note from a listener called Ryan. So thanks, Ryan, for getting in touch. And he said he was a big fan of the show and of the Polizioteski films. He actually sent me a photo of his Polizioteski collection, which was rather substantial. And um, he sent some uh, favourites. And um, uh, now one of these is in German. What's that one? Hmm. Franco Nero, Enzo Castellari. Does that ring any bells? Uh, they did street law, street law. Ah, street law. That's the one. Yeah, street law. I don't know. They did. They did a couple. I think. Yeah, street law. That's the one. Uh, Contraband is another one that he really likes. Okay. um, Which is now available in nice Blu-ray from Cauldron. Yeah. And also, uh, violent professionals, Sergio Martino. So we could. Those are all three great ones that we could have done. And it just shows, like you said, how many there are. He also recommended High Crime. Good film. Yeah. But what's weird about High Crime is it's just come out on Blu-ray in the UK and apparently, I haven't seen this, so I don't know, but apparently the Blu-ray that's come out is missing the last 15 minutes of the film. <laughs> so, it is? Yeah, there's like they've released a cut, a UK cut, maybe it's what it is. The oh version they've released is missing the last 15 minutes. Apparently. How depressing. Which is a bit weird these days. Um, but anyway, so thank you, Ryan. Mark also got in touch uh, just to say, great podcast, gents. He called us gents. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, best Italian genre podcast, this side of Fragments of Fear. Now, that's high praise Ooh. indeed, because I really enjoy Fragments of Fear. Um, he, he said in brackets, I think the late Fragments of Fear. Yeah, Fragments of Fear haven't done an episode for about a year now, but I do believe oh, yeah. they are both very busy. They constantly seem to be announcing... Uh, commentary tracks or providing extras for the many dozens of cult Italian films that seem to be getting released all the time these days. So I know that they're both still uh, out there and doing stuff, but yeah, maybe that's had an impact on their podcast. Perhaps that'll happen to you and me, Rod. Eventually the time will come where we are too busy uh, releasing Blu-rays of (laughs) Escape from Galaxy 3 to, to do any more podcasts. But, well, I, w- I will say that there there are times, and this summer was one of them, where uh, yeah. the the stacked up commentary tracks did interfere with yeah. my schedule for podcasts. You are impressively prolific with the commentaries. Uh, I I I sit in awe of your of your work there. But anyway, thanks, Mark. I can I can only I can only do what I get offered. So yeah, that's uh, true. People out there, <laughs> make yes. more offers. Us, make some offers exactly. We are available. Um, right, thank you again, Rod, for for doing this with me. Um, one thing we will mention in the last episode, I said I'm going to set up a poll. So our next full season will be either fumetti films, comic book movies, which will include not only the Mario Bava Diabolic but also the 2021 Diabolic. So if you want to hear, what yeah, we I'm, think I'm of curious that, to see that one. Yeah. Oh, it's great fun, but uh, but also. <laughs> a bit weird but anyway i'll save that i'll save my thoughts on that one. um so yeah so either that or your classic post-apocalypse bronx warriors atlantis interceptors or whatever it's called all those kind of movies so Endgame, uh, all the, all those yes end game i just watched end game last week that is a fun film so we're yeah so well, i'll set up a poll that's going to be our next full 10 film season but between there just like we did last time where we stuck in some uh, sexy comedies 
this time we're going to have a little mini Luigi Cozzi season. So uh, a little season where we focus on one director, and that will be Luigi Cozzi. And all being well, that will also include an episode with Luigi himself. So do stay tuned for that. Very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be cool. So that'll be what we do immediately after this. Uh, so in the next couple of weeks or so, you will hear an episode of us talking about Luigi Cozzi. And then either Fumetti or uh, Post Apocalypse. I forgot for a second there what it was. <laughs> uh, anyway. Whichever gets the most votes. Yes, whichever you guys want to do. Uh, let us know your favourites of films in those in that genre. And I'm uh, hoping we can make a list of ten. I know there are definitely more than ten post-apocalypse films. Ten comic book films could be a bit more of a stretch, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what we find on that one. Yeah, I can uh, think of five or fun. six off the top yeah. of my head, but filling out a ten would be interesting. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely have Argo Man, uh, the Fantastic Superman, or whatever it's called, and mm-hmm. all those kind of films. So that'll be uh, that'll be entertaining. But anyway, that's the plan. So let us know what you think, what you would like us to do. Um, Rod, thank you so much for talking about 10 Poliziotesky films with me over the last however many months it's been, six months maybe. I think uh, we started this back in March. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so thank you for doing that. I, uh, I, you know, I really appreciate your uh, knowledge and your experience that you bring to this. And, um, and, I, and it, I know your list, I think, shows that you've definitely put a lot of thought into these movies. Well, I thank thank you for the opportunity to uh, to talk about these movies because yeah, uh, Lord knows I don't talk about movies very often. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we didn't do this, we'd have nobody to talk about films. With. I know it would be sad, yeah. sad, sad. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. Bye bye. Excelente. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.